Welcome to Tidolo. Oh, do it again. Welcome to Tidolo. Oh, what the fuck? <laughs> You're killing What's me, bro. good with you, bro? <laughs> yeah. Hey, drink some more beer. Total Generates Podcast, Episode 2, brought to you by Resilient Real Estate. We just finished up with our college football and our NFL talk. We have a huge week of other sports that we had to get to. Um, first, we started baseball. We have the World Series going on now. It looks like the Astros are going to win Game 2. So we should be 1-1 in the series now. El Tuve, that little wait, fuck wait. hit a home run. Did he hit a fucking home run? Yeah. Did He's you bet so- him did a home run? No. I did not. No, I, I thought you said Braves. Sorry. The Astros are winning. Yeah, yeah, oh, you did? Yeah, okay. yeah, I yeah, fucked yeah. that up. Okay. What's the score? 7-2 Ooh, in, the, in the bottom of the eighth. Altuve's now second postseason history for home runs. Wow. I think Bernie that's... Williams is one. I, I don't know who's Maybe one. Maybe Bernie Williams is one in that's World incredible. Series. Yeah, that's, I mean, they go damn near every year. So the Braves get there um, by knocking off the Dodgers. What is the state of the Dodgers right now? You know, they beat the Giants, which was a huge series win. Okay, Morgan, what's your feeling on the Dodgers? Um, honestly, I mean, you know, it's not necessarily, I would say, Scherzer's fault. But when you rely on a, the number one ace and he only throws one time in the series and he only goes for, like, three innings in a six-game series, like, it's not it's not a good look. You yeah. know, like, I mean, we, we made a huge deal, lost a lot of prospects for him, and he's going to be gone next year. So that was, that was a huge shock and loss for us, honestly. Because even that game he pitched, he he was he was two two when he left the game, so it's not like he threw yeah. well for us. I mean, well, and he, and he made comments that his arm was dead. Yeah, dead arm. It, it was tough. It is what it is. I mean, Dodgers at full strength. I mean, this could have been a historic rotation if we would have had Kershaw healthy and Bauer would have had his off the field if, issues. If Bauer was there, I don't even think it's close. But yeah. I don't think you get Scherzer if you have Bauer. No, we wouldn't need to. Yeah, right. Oh, I mean, okay. Yeah, yeah. They would have made that move. They wouldn't have made the move. You no. you think? No, they wouldn't. Dodgers have made that move. make some. Fucking we did big dick move. But we, we if they had Bauer, do. I, don't, I don't think they make that move. Which is fair. I mean, I'm not saying we wouldn't, but I think uh, Bauer is built a little different. You know what I mean? I mean, Bauer yeah. is he wouldn't have had dead arm in that series. Also, you know? and that's obviously having, we don't know. Yeah. But. Also, having Kershaw to come in in the fifth inning in some some of those games where you know starting pitchers. Well, even Urias, in. like yeah. Urias was our. Uh, I think he was NLCS uh, MVP for us last year because he, he came in and would be like the stopper, would throw the 7, 8, and 9 and yeah. shut down the Braves. I mean, yeah. we were down 3-1 last year against the Braves. Same yeah. scenario. It's just this year the Braves offensively were a little more prepared. Our arms were not as dialed in as they were in the past. And I would also say, honestly, that we didn't have the depth with our kind of our bench rotation guys. I think that's huge. I think think that's huge. Last year we had guys like Jock. I mean, I don't like Jock, but at the end of the day, he was clutch in big situations. Kike Hernandez, very clutch in, you know, big situations. Look what he did in the playoffs. Yeah, exactly. You know, Kike Hernandez went fucking berserk because he's been there and he was proven. And, you know, our bottom of our lineup was our strength. I mean, Bellinger had a terrible regular season and he played well for us. You know, he played multiple positions and he hit the ball well. AJ Pollock, Chris Taylor, those three guys carried us to where we are. Yeah, Gavin Lux played good uh, baseball too. He played okay. You know, he dropped that fly ball. Um, yeah. I like Gavin a, Lux. Yeah, they put him in position not to be successful. Yeah, exactly. So I mean, 
But I mean, Mookie played great. Mookie's a ball player. Yeah. I love Mookie Betts. But I mean, he's a gamer. Seager, he struck out a ton. Trey Turner didn't look great, and Justin Turner was, you know, very underwhelming he as was well. Dog shit. And Will Smith was very hit or miss. So it was just one of those series that, I mean, I'm honestly giving my hat off to the Braves. I mean, they they beat the best. I mean, the Dodgers roster. I mean, that was the best. You know, the Giants and the Dodgers were the two best teams in baseball this year, and. I'm, I'm just going to give credit to the Braves. No disrespect to what they did. They took care of business. Hats off to the Braves. You yeah. know, the Dodgers weren't at full strength. I think their bench was a huge issue. Their defense was an issue. Um, Turner carried that team in the postseason last year. That's the reason they brought him back. He did not have a good postseason. He got benched for a game. Um, not having Peterson and Kiki, I think, were huge, yeah. huge factors. Al- Albert's fat. Albert, he actually didn't do terrible. He did okay. Like, he did I, fine. Hey, he's fat. No, he is. I'm yeah. not saying he's not fat. But I mean, you look at the other side. The Braves don't have Acuna, their best player. Yeah, you know but he's they, out. But th- that happened in the regular season. They got better. Well, cr- I mean? well, credit to that general manager in that front offense. Their entire outfield pieced together: Duvall from the Marlins, yeah. Eddie Rosario from the Twins and slash Indians, um, Jock Peterson from the Cubs, um, Soler from the uh, Royals. Yeah, Royals. four huge pieces. So they're being the DH now that they literally piece together halfway through the season. They're all starting and they're all doing. They lost phenomenal. two of their starting outfielders who were dudes. Yeah, and I mean they are absolutely killing it right now. Well, let's I mean, get into the into the Braves and the Astros. They're in the World Series. Looks like the series is going to be one one. So it's even going back to Atlanta. Who do you like in this series and why? I mean, I, I, I we all like the Braves. Right? But yeah. Do, can the Braves win? Is it? That, that's a different question. You know, right. that's that's tough because the Astros, as we know, have you know, it's been Astros Dodgers. You know, what I mean, it's been Astros uh, Nationals. It's been Dodgers Reds. Like, I mean, the constants in baseball. You know, what I mean, Dodgers Astros the last like five years is powerhouses. So it's a hard, it's a tough ask for the Braves yeah. to come up here and do it. Um, obviously, I think we're all we all want. I think the entire nation, well, maybe outside no, of the state of Texas, it's, it's Houston against the world. Yeah, but I think I, I do think the Braves are equipped to do it. Mm-hmm. They have two great pitchers. Freed got and, rocked tonight. Did he? Yeah, mm-hmm. I, I like Freed a lot though. I, I like Freed a lot, guy. Yeah. but their their bullpen was phenomenal against yeah. the Dodgers, and they could hit the hell out of the ball with uh Rosales, Rosario, Rosario. I fuck fuck Houston. Yeah, I hope you know we see little Jake Webb in the World Series. He's not on the couple... roster. They kept them off the World Series roster. I gotta bring that up. Why I would know. you say that? I gotta bring that up. Don't even say it. Just let it go. <laughs> My bad. God damn it. See why? What do you think? You could have got an inning in. Get get him off. Okay. Anyway, um, like I'm just gonna say the same thing B said. I mean, like I said, I mean, obviously some major firepower out of the Astros lineup. Um, I think the depth from the Astros relief pitching isn't as strong though, and I think pitching sucks too. Yeah, I, I don't, I don't see it on that end for them. So that's why I like the Braves because they can swing the fucking bat right now, man. I mean, they are hitting something fierce. Rosario might have had one of the best postseason series I've ever seen in an NLCS. He bat five hundred against yeah, the Dodgers. No, he did. He he absolutely raked out of his mind. Freddie Freeman came around at the end. He struggled early on, but he came I around. I love Freddie Freeman. Great guy. Cody's a big Freddie Freeman guy. Love Freddie Freeman. Um, I mean, they, they're all around very, very solid team. And I you know what? It kind of feels like the year for them. That's what I was going to say. I think the Astros have the best offense in baseball, um, but it feels like the Braves' year. You know, every year it feels like someone has that Cinderella-type year. You had it with the Nationals a few years ago. 
I think it's the Braves this year. I think the Braves find a way to win this World Series. Um, and I'm, I'm, I'm rooting for them, too. So, mm-hmm. all right. All, all of the world behind all that. All the world. Moving Sorry. on. NBA started this last week. We are rolling with NBA basketball. What do we got on the season? What's the preview look like? What do we got? Uh, I mean, basketball is pretty cut and dry usually in the beginning <laughs> of the season. Regular you, season doesn't really matter. We get it, into it. It really in the doesn't. You, about, after about the five teams. Yeah. yeah after maybe. the All Star break, you'll get a little bit more of a breakdown. But you know, through a week of basketball, Bucks Suns looks like kind of the repeat going. Mm, okay. Oh wow! I mean, no got, Nets. Uh, Kyrie's not playing yet. They they really do need Kyrie. Really? Yeah. Wow. That's a that's a good take. I I believe that I think Kyrie is a phenomenal basketball player, but I will say the Lakers look old and they suck. And our good friend B Ramick is obviously a he's a little bit more of a basketball guy than we are, I'd say, as far as betting as goes. As far as betting. We me and me and him get after it. Okay. He's, his comments were Lakers are old and don't look good. That's all you need to know. He said also the Chicago Bulls are kind of tight. Uh, the Lonzo led so, Chicago Bulls are kind of fucking. I think they're four and zero right now, so that's kind of. It's tight. it's really it's hard tight. to get me to watch basketball this early, and I watched an entire Bulls game the other night. Yeah, give me like March, and then we can start getting some yeah. basketball. Yeah, that's college though. I love college basketball. College basketball too. We can get into. We can get some previews. College basketball is fun, but I, I want to see you know the Bulls, and I even see the Knicks are doing well. So yeah, give me some of that, and then I'll be a little more interested. I would love to see a Suns Bulls finals. That'd be so sweet. Sure, why that'd not? Sweet. Yeah. All right, moving on. We haven't talked about UFC in a few weeks. And there's a reason why, because the cards have not been strong. Nope. Which, you know, which fight is nights. fine. Yeah, you've had a lot of fight nights. You've had a lot of uh, Dana White Contender Series action going on, which is fine. You know, you, you know you're know you not going to have a huge card every single weekend. So, um, obviously, at one point, we were having really big fight nights, which is awesome. But you kind of had a couple, Norma Dumont, Aspen Lad, which was, you know, it's a, it's a good main event, but... That's not going to co-main event any card, you know, honestly. I mean, it was a good fight, but it is what it is. You also had Mackenzie Dern and uh, Marina Rodriguez. Love Dern. Yeah, I mean, Rodriguez obviously looked great, so two really high contenders. But again, it's it's probably on the main card, but it's not going to be a co-main. Um, but before we get into UFC 267 with Blockowitz and Teixeira, last weekend we did have a good UFC fight night card. So yep. I want to I want to get into it a little bit, talk about um, the main event, because it, it turned out to be a banger. It turned out to be a great fight. Vittoria and Costa, two top contenders in the middleweight division. But it came with a lot of controversy. Um, in the presser a couple days before, Paulo Costa, I mean, call it for what you want. He bitched out and basically said, I'm not going to make 185. Literally said that in the press conference. Said, I cannot physically make 185 and said, I'm not going to do it. This fight has to go to catch weight or it's basically not happening. I mean, what do you guys got on just that? First of all, it's complete another bullshit. How long did he know that he was going to have this fight? Oh, he months. Come on. I mean, fights kick months. In the advance. fight that even they even allowed this fight to happen. When Most I, of the time, I, yeah. I get it. It's the main event, but he shouldn't be paid a dollar. And she sh- he should be suspended. I think he gave up like fifty percent. Should give up fucking ninety percent and be fucking suspended. Fifty mm-hmm. percent all to Vittoria as well. Too, Good, which is interesting. Good. Mm-hmm. You get your ass kicked, and you fucking get to give up the fucking money to him. Yeah. Be any thought on that? It pissed me off. Yeah. Uh, you signed a contract at a weight, at a fight, and you play you play the game. Just be a professional. It's f- it was really, and, yeah, exactly. And I think that's the bottom line with the whole conversation. And Robert Whitaker, one of the most respected you know contenders in the UFC, um, middleweight fighter as well, he said it best. He said it was completely unprofessional, and it was very disrespectful to, one, the UFC, to, two, Marvin Vittorian, but the, the entire roster in general. You know, you're a professional. You sign a contract to fight. 
at a specific weight. You're also not like you're just, you know, a nobody. You're, you've just fought for the belt. You know what I mean? You're somebody on the card that, you know, oh, Dana, yeah. you know, promotes to be a guy. So it, it was complete and utter bullshit. I mean, Fucking like you Ricky said, Martin, motherfucker. and to just go out and flat out say you're not going to make it and you're not even going to try to make that right is is unbelievable to me. I've never seen something like that. I mean, there were a lot of fighters. I think Anthony uh, Rumble Johnson even made a comment. He said, look, like I'm the first to t- admit it and say I missed weight, I think, twice in my UFC career, but I never fucking didn't try to right, make that yeah. weight. You know, I was off a pound or two, but you're, I never flat out said I'm not going to do team, it. You're telling me his team couldn't get him there? No, it's ridiculous. It's not about it. It's about him wanting to do it. He just didn't want to do it. Yeah. That, that's why I feel about oh, it. I mean, no, he didn't even try, but like, are you not confident? Like, what? what's the fuck? Oh, that shit fucking irritated me through everything, and, bro. Yeah, it sucked. And I mean, we'll obviously talk about the fight in a minute, but all the credit goes out to Marvin Vittori. I mean, you are, you're a fucking dude to accept that fight after all that controversy. He even said, like, it's bullshit because... Marvin Torrey is a big guy too. And he said he he has he cuts weight like a week prior because he is so big. Because we've talked about before, like kind of the bigger middleweights. And he is, he's a guy that typically fights around that, you know, 205, 210 range on fight night. So he cuts going into it already. Right. To make that 185. So that's a big cut for him. So he said, look, I've already started cutting. Like I'm coming in to weigh in at 185. So, I mean, incredible professionalism and respect goes out to Marvin Vittori because I watched every second of that fight, and Paulo Costa, they, it already came out that he weighed over 220 in that ring, and I think they said Vittori weighed like 205 to 208. That's ridiculous. And it, there was a size discrepancy, and it and it was honestly very, I, like I said, it was disrespectful of Marvin Vittori, but at the end of the day, I mean, he got the job done, but it was still fucked up. I yeah. mean, so fucked up that it even happened, and I mean, he deserved, he they not only did he get 50% from Vittori, but he also got a f- um, performance of the night from Dana as well. That's good. So he, I mean, he deserved it, and Dana's given him his credit. Um, but the fight itself was an absolute fucking banger. I mean, yeah. it was it was a war. And um, again, obviously, Paulo Costa, he had, you know, he didn't have the cut, so he didn't have the cardio issues. But Vittori, I mean, he landed over 100 strikes. I mean, I think it said it was the first, I'll take it back, I think it was a, non the most strikes landed in a non-title fight and it was also the first fight that had over i think 300 strikes landed wow. that didn't involve max holloway yeah, <laughs> which was that's which is pretty right. funny too because that's i think funny. yeah holloway poirier and then holloway uh cater and then one of the other ones but like this was one of the this was honestly i mean this fight night and this main fight honestly it's one versus three i think in the rankings i mean or two versus three could have co-mainted at any pay-per-view. Yeah, I mean, it was it was a very good fight, yeah. and it was two legit fighters. I mean, we'll talk about Paulo Costa first a little bit before we get into Vittori, but Dana White basically said, like, hey, he's fighting at light heavyweight now. I think Dana is a, is he's pretty pissed. He hasn't really shown it, but I think he's pretty frustrated about it. What, where, where do you see for Paulo Costa in the future? Who cares? I fucking think he's overrated. Oh, he looked pretty good. I mean, again, it's 20 pounds heavier. Yeah, different circumstances. I, I mean... He'll be around. He's he's solid, but I I think his career is going backwards if he has to go up a weight class. Yeah, he doesn't have as much of an advantage. Yeah. Okay. But okay, so let's just say he goes light heavyweight. Yeah. I don't know where B's going, but I mean, can he compete there? What do you think about that? Because uh, I think that division's pretty open. Uh, strangely, after all the hate we're we're putting him through, he did have a hell of a fight. Mm-hmm. I think he can fight at light heavyweight. I mean. Could he fight Blackwitch? No, but is this a guy that we could rank in the top fifteen and and 
you know, be on some prelims have, have good and, fights. and fill a, fill a spot on a main card. Absolutely. Yeah. No, I'm with that. I mean, sure. he, he did put up a good fight and Vittori even said it like, you know, all the bullshit people saying like, he's not taking this fight seriously and unprepared. Vittori's like, I'm fucking happy. I came prepared with all the bullshit mentally because yeah. He fucking scrapped in there. You know, he did. He threw and in that fifth round. I mean, Costa won that fifth round if you watch it. So, I mean, he was definitely in that fight toward the end. So, but to your point, I do think that he could contend in the light heavyweight division. It's it's probably the weakest division right now in the UFC, unfortunately. Yeah. So, I don't see how he, I mean. Give him the gatekeeper. Yeah, why not? Yeah, that's Dominic. Fair. That's fair. Ooh. Uh, I don't even know if he's a gatekeeper anymore. I mean, he's, his ass he's still in the top 10. I mean, he got but, knocked but out a, by Blockwitch and Prochak, but that guy's yeah, a fucking psychopath. Bad. Yeah. But, and, and that's a, and that's a fun matchup. Yeah. That's a fun matchup. Yeah. I'd watch that fight night. Yeah. Main I would card. watch it. Yeah. So, I mean, like I said, obviously a ton of controversy with Costa, but I mean, fuck him. So moving yeah, forward, fuck fuck but him. let's talk about the winner, Marvin Vittori, a guy who was on a heater. He goes up against Adesanya, gets a little outclassed, gets a little, um, you know, Adesanya's game plan against him was phenomenal. Comes back, takes this fight, a lot of respect, gets it done against Costa. What do you guys think about about the light or the middleweight division and where where um, Vittori fits? Because you got Rob Whitaker and uh, Adesanya more than likely fighting in January. You've got Cannoneer and Brunson fighting, I want to say, on the, one of the next couple cards in fight night. And then you got Vittori who just beat Costa, who was like the number two guy. What do you think kind of plays out here? I think you give Vittori the loser of Adesanya Whitaker. Okay. Uh, I think I think that's a good fight because you're going to give the winner of Cannoneer. I think you give that the title shot. You give that the title shot. So then you give the loser of whoever Adesanya Whitaker to Vittori. I, I, I think he's earned well, that. When you said it out loud, it makes a little bit more sense because I was kind of leaning towards either Brunson Cannoneer going to fight Vittori. Yeah, uh, the but the problem is both of them are on is, their own deserving winning streaks. It is hard. Like when you said it out loud, it makes more sense because the winner is definitely going to get that's the right title though. shot. Yeah, it, it's, it's unless it's kinda, Whitaker it's, wins, then you're just going to run it back. Yeah. yeah, which is also fair. You know, and we'll talk about you know that's deserving. A, that's a good point. Deserving yeah. versus non-deserving champions, and I think we can all agree Adesanya is a deserving champion. He of gets a, the media. He gets the media. Agreed. Match. Agreed. But because it'll be one and one. Yeah. You run that back as fast as you can right. in the summertime. Huge card. But we can all agree it's the middleweight division is it's exciting and it's it's kind of similar to like the bantamweight division where you almost have like four guys who all could fight for the title all yeah. at once. I mean, who are all deserving and on their own heaters. So it's tough. I like, uh, yeah, I like the winner of Brunson and Cannoneer to fight the winner yeah. of the current so, title shot. And so then, assuming we get you know Vittori Robert Whitaker, mm-hmm. I mean. Give but, me Whitaker. Oh yeah, but okay. And then, but say Whit- say Whitaker wins, they're gonna run that back. They'll run that back. They're not gonna let Brunson, Cannoneer, and and Vittori sit. Yeah. So then my no, scenario it, might make a little sense. Yeah, but the only thing, I mean, it's a challenge because the problem with Vittori is he's already lost Adesanya twice now. Yeah. Before he was champion, and now while he's been champion and. The first one was a split decision. The last one was somewhat convincingly, you know, four or five rounds. You could say that mm-hmm. Adesanya probably won in that fight. So Vittori's in a really difficult spot right now. But what I like from him in this fight is he still came prepared. He's still he's still young. He's only 28 years old. He's a lot younger than Adesanya. Yeah. Like, he's a guy that I could actually see. He's still improving in a lot of areas. Like, I could see him being a guy. Honestly, I really could, especially with how he looked this last week. Um, I like him a lot. So I like where Vittori's at. Um, it's just interesting. We'll see how the middleweight division plays out and how he lands there. 
Um, but let's get into the UFC 267. Blockwitz to Sarah. Um, it's an absolute banger of a card. I mean, banger. I'm looking at it right now. We're going to talk about seven fights that are all, all have ranked people. They're, they're both ranked. Every so single many, fight. There's so many names on here that just make me really happy. Oh, they're, they're phenomenal. So um, let's get into kind of your guys's feel for this card. What's your favorite fight on the card? What do you think has a potential to be fight of the night here? I mean, I'm, I'm a little biased. I've been on this guy for a long time, but I'm going to bet it for the value. And we're going to talk about it later. I think it has a chance to be a really good fight is the fucking hooker fight. Mm. Like Dan hooker has been part of multiple fight of the night. Some say he's washed, but he looked okay in his last fight. I, I think this has potential to be fight of the night. Okay. I like that. B, what are you thinking? Um, chalk pick here. I think the title fight is going to be fucking lights out. I'm down with that. I think Teixeira is proven he could fucking bang with this dude. I love it. I love I love this fight. Game board. All right. I mean, we're going to get into the all of the fights in a minute. I think the interim title fight between Jan and Sandhagen. Ooh. I honestly think that fight is literally could be fight of the year. This this fight yeah. is going to be an absolute fucking brawl. It's going to be a striker's paradise. Yeah. Like I can't wait for that fight. I love both these guys. But this is how this is how loaded the card is. We all literally just pick three different fights. Yeah. And all three is an easily easy choice. Yeah, and they're all really good. How picks. do you not pick a Dan Hooker fight? But then we're exactly. talking about like some of the best title fights we've seen in a while. Yeah, and then we're talking about Piotr Jan, who fucking mauls people. You know, Jan, I mean, Jan, he's a, and Jan's been invincible. And fucking Hooker is the biggest underdog of the night, I think. Yeah, he definitely. Which is, is crazy. All right, well, let's we'll get, get it. Let's it. get into the prelim fights because again. They're all they all need to be talked about because they're all ranked fighters. Yeah. We have Amanda Hebos who's coming off a loss against Marina Rodriguez in her last fight, and we have number twelve ranked Verna Jandaroba. Jandaroba is a plus one thirty five underdog. She just beat somebody I don't even remember, but then she also lost to Mackenzie Dern in the fight before that. So tough fight, both Brazilian fighters. What are you guys thinking about this matchup? I think before uh, Rodriguez beat Rebos, she was on a heater, a fucking heater. Yeah. Dern. Uh, Paige, uh, yeah, four, it was a, at least a four win. Yeah, four, five, four, four or five, five. And she's kind of hot. No, I'm taking her. I, I'm picking her. That was, okay. I, I think she was. She, I think she comes back from that that knockout and goes on a little heater. Yeah, and, I think Rodriguez was a good fighter, so I think she. Yeah. I think she's still good. She's ranked ten. Yeah, I think she just got outclassed a little bit on the feet against Rodriguez, who's right in line for a title shot yeah. herself. So, um, I like Verna Jandaroba. I like the dog here really? at 135. Yeah, I do. I think she's uh. She's a lot better on the ground. She can out grapple her here. And she's not a slouch on the feet, which I like. She's definitely improved. I think the Dern fight, I think if he boss and Dern ran that back, I think Dern would get that fight done. So I'm gonna take Jandro over here. I don't know about that. I like Dern a lot, but I I'm, like that. I'm gonna take the dog here. Really? But plus plus one thirty five is it's giving her a lot of respect. No, it, it is. is. It so is. So I like that. But she's solid. So mm-hmm. um you got number seven. This is a huge, huge favorite on the card. You got number seven, Magomed Ankalaev. He's a minus 310 favorite against number eight and former title challenger, Vulcan Odesmir. I mean, what do you guys think? I mean, huge dog here for Vulcan, but is it warranted? Is 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 Ankalaev kind of that guy? I think Ankalaev is that guy. Yeah. I, I like him. I've seen a few of his fights. Like he's a he's nasty. Like he's he gets he can fight. He's a good fighter. Um, you know, he just 
he knows how to do he's he has a mixed bag and i like the way he's shown in his last few performances i just think he's better and he's kind of going the different direction i think what he has a five five win win streak fight um I think he's a better striker. I think that's what I'm going to give to him. Only one loss. A little more on technical than Vulcan, I think, too. So, I mean, but he he can go long, too. He can win in decision. He's won two of his last five in decision. Mm-hmm. I think he wins this fight. B, what are you thinking? Uh, Vulcan. I like Vulcan. Ooh, dog. I like – this is one of my actually favorite dogs here, besides okay. obvious. Plus 250. Obvious, besides the obvious at the top. But sure. um, Vul- Vulcan's one of those guys that you just – don't ever count him out. Mm-hmm. He's going to fucking bang. He's coming off a loss to the psychopath, Pro Shack. <laughs> I call that guy. That guy's a fucking psychopath. He's a freak. But before that, he had, trees hey, before that he had a couple knockout wins. Yeah. And even the Dominic Reyes Close fight was fight. very debatable. I think. It was close. I honestly think Dana just wanted the up and coming Dom to fight, mm-hmm. you know, bigger fights. Yeah. I like Vulcan here. Yeah. I, I'm a. Uh... I like that you brought that up because I think a lot of people forget that Vulcan, again, former title challenger um, and had some big wins when he came to the UFC himself. You know, he's had a little bit of a tough streak, as you mentioned before, but he's definitely a guy that can still get in there and bang. Yeah. So I like that you brought that up. But um, to see Wise credit, I think uh, I think Ankalaev is a title challenger. I do, too. Sooner rather than later. Okay. Like he is. I mean, obviously, he's, he's proved it. He has. I mean. And two, this would be a huge win. Yeah, it would. Against a name, again, a little aging out name, yeah. but still very, very good. Well, people um, know who Volkan's name is. No, they do. That's what yeah. I'm saying. Still very good fighter as well. And um, we watched him knock out somebody, Jimmy Manoa, in a Honda Center a couple years back. But anyway, back to Ankalaev. Like I said, he wins this fight. I think he fights like an Anthony Smith and then gets a title shot. Like on, I, I think Ankalaev is that guy. He had a really good fight against Nikita Krylov last time who – Knocked out Johnny Walker. Like, the guy has been in there with some dogs. And that was a grappling fight. And he's a striker. And he proved that he can take it and get dirty when he has to. So, I like Ankalaev a lot. And I think he's definitely a guy that's going to move on. Um, so, that's the main prelim fight. Two of them. Obviously, great fights. Moving on to the main card, though. The one that's just going to... I think that fight's actually on the main card. Oh, is that on the main yeah, card? Yeah, it's the first fight of the Two, main card. Three, four, five. Oh, maybe it is. Maybe it is. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe they're doing six fights this time yeah, on the main card. Are. Which is still incredible. Um but the next one is going to be a banger. I mean, the return of Hamjat Shemaev. I mean, a guy that's been booked and rebooked and rebooked again with Leon Edwards. At one point, I mean, Leon Edwards, the number three ranked fighter when they booked him. I think now he's one or two. I mean, that's how highly Dana and the UFC think of Hamjat Shemaev. Obviously, he came in 2020 with a bang with three straight wins. COVID complications has kept him out for a while. Some injuries as well. He's now going to take on number 11 ranked Li Jiang Liang. I mean, Jiang is a plus 425 win or dog after just coming off a big win against Santiago Ponzinibbio, who is a great fighter himself. I mean, Shamayev's a minus 575 favorite. I mean, what do you guys think about this fight? Shamayev's an up-and-comer. He's, you know, they want him to be, you know, a face of that division. They want him to be fighting for, you know, titles soon. And this is kind of like a stepping stone to get his his fight game back up because he's been out for so long. Yeah. I love Lee. I fucking do. He's a brawler. He can fucking punch. So I don't think he has enough, though. I think this is a bad matchup for him. This is he's kind of in the way of a stepping stone for Chamaya. So is it is it a knockout? Yeah. Wow. Okay. Yeah. What are you thinking? The opposite. Oh, you love your dogs. 
You're all about the dogs. Uh, I don't know why this is such a big, that big of a dog though. That it's too big of a dog for me. I the, think. I, I mean, agree we're talking about a guy who actual had serious issues with COVID. Yeah. And like, couldn't train for a while because of it. And yeah, and it's a guy. In, it's a guy in Shemaev who goes from training constantly. Yeah. To he was so frustrated. He said he was retiring. Remember that whole nonsense? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like it was like a big issue for him. So I want to see how that kind of plays out. If you take away the the Nagy fight with Yang, yeah, he's Neil Magny. Yeah, he. I mean, Top has five? has a great resume. Mm-hmm. So this this we didn't talk about it, but this could be fight of the night. They could Very just, easily. They could just throw fucking blows at each other. Yeah. Uh, last man standing in this one. And I like the dog here. I, uh, yeah, I'm, this is, this is, which a, is not good for UFC. This is a way closer fight than I think the odds are indicating. Way closer. In my opinion. Yeah. I mean, a minus 550 favorite right now in Shamayev. I mean, that's, that's, I might parlay outrageous. those dogs. And you could. Find some value there. It's I don't love UFC, the ankle I have one, to be honest with yeah. you. But I think this one, again, I think the value is there. And I also think that the puncher's chance with Liang there. I mean, he looked so, I mean, so technical in his last fight. I mean, his hands were flying in the last fight against Santiago Ponzinibbio. So yeah. um, I think I think the physicality of Shemaev is going to win this fight as far as the wrestling goes. On the feet, I'm... It's tough because Shamayev does have heavy hands yeah. too. We saw a one punch knockout heavy. to Gerald Mearshart, who, who you know what he can fight, man. He can scrap and he can grapple with anybody. And Shamayev just went in there and just threw one punch and ended it. So, I I uh, I weirdly think I like Shamayev by decision. I like the over one I and like a half. That. I like over one and a half here, but I wouldn't. I would honestly sprinkle a little Lee Jing Leong by decision as well because you're going to get like plus 700 or 750 on that where the line's at. So yeah. I'm a, I'm more than likely just going to stay away from this fight in general just because of where it's at. I might take the over though one and a half. Yeah. That's where I'm at. I mean, but again, it is a way closer fight in my opinion than the odds think. I mean, but with what, the win here, okay, where does Shemayev go? I mean, he was, re- he, he was scheduled to fight the number three fighter, Leon Edwards, who... If he wins one more fight, he's getting the title shot, obviously. Right. I mean, how close is Shamayev to Kamaru Usman at this point? He wins this and wins one more, then he's there? I think it's about that time. He long. wins this, it, beats up Jorge Masvidal, and then he's in? I think he, if, I think if he wins this, one of the guys at the top so grab their fucking nuts and get paid by Dana. Yeah. Because if he go say he goes and knocks Lee out, oh. like... I would be devastating. I'd be very impressed if he did. I would. I, I would also be fucking terrified. Yeah. And he's now ten and zero, hasn't been on the mat very long, and he's fucking dropping dudes yeah. after he took a long break with you know, with complications. Mm-hmm. If he goes and does what he was doing before, you know everything. Terrified. If I'm Masvidal, I'd be like, you have to pay me a fuck <laughs> give ton me, of money. Give me Diaz. Oh my god, Diaz! <laughs> Diaz would get so fucking murdered. That like he would get murdered. I don't even think Dana would do that to Nate. <laughs> I really don't. I really don't think he would. And like I love but watching he, Nate Diaz fights. I would not want to watch that fight. But after that, Chavaya oh, needs Vicente the name. Luque Hamza oh. Shamayev. Oh fuck! I take Luque. He does need the name though. After this, winner of that would get the title. Oh fuck yeah! Winner of that would get the Luque title. Luque walks through him. I love Luque. I, I mean, Luke, you, if you listen to the podcast enough, you know I'm a big Luke guy. But regard, I mean, that's what's next. But he, I'm with you guys. Get the name. He's on the fast track. I yeah, mean, Luke is. is in the top five now. I mean, he's on that fast track. I mean, 
I was going to say like Bilal Muhammad guys, but he's kind of like six. But I think that's Luke still K, a good, still I mean, a good matchup because I mean, he's just so skyrocket. Like Dana wants, a, you know, the fucking jetpack on his back. If he wins this, it's it's the big, big name. Yeah. I don't care if it's Diaz. It's the big name. The big fight. I mean, we'll, we'll talk the big fight with, you know, the, the, the champion yeah. on the next week's card. But I mean, he's going to be right up there if he wins this fight. Um, next big fight, you have number five. Um, Volkov, one of my favorite heavyweight fighters. He's a minus 300 favorite against number eight, Marcin Tybura, who's a plus 240 dog here. CY, any thoughts on this fight? I like Volkov. I really do. But Tybura's winning fights, and he looks impressive. Four fight four fight win streak? Yeah, he beat yeah. Harris. Walt Harris, and, and he beat uh, uh, Greg, Greg Hardy. Hardy. Yeah, most knocked, recent. Out, knocked out Hardy in the first round. Mm-hmm. And Walt Harris. And Walt Harris in the first round. So I'm staying away. Mm-hmm. I don't love this fight at all. I think this fight can go either way it's with two big, big bodies. Yeah, it's a big uh, minus 300 is pretty uh, expensive, I would say, for Volkov. What do you think, B? Welcome to the gatekeeper. Yeah. Oh, yeah hey, fuck. you beat this, you get a you get a big name at the top. You beat this, you can fight almost for the title, basically. I think yeah. I'm going to take Tabura. I'm, I'm going to. You're wrong. I, I just, yeah, I'm, no. I'm going <laughs> to sprinkle some money on the value. Um, it's a ton of value. I'm going to take there, the value there. The, the fights I look at with this one, I, I watched the Tibera-Walt uh, Harris fight, mm-hmm. and I've also watched the Vulcan-Walt Harris fight, and mm-hmm. I just, I don't know if he's there. I don't even know if I'm going to bet this fight. This is a, this is a. <laughs> you changed your mind that quick? You said you just like the value five seconds ago. If I'm going to bet it, I'm going to If you're going to bet it, you're going to take Tibera by decision. Yeah. Tell you that. Yeah, so yeah, you yeah, bet, yeah, and you yeah. could get but you're not gonna. Yeah, but you're not going to bet Volkov. You don't bet the gatekeeper. Because this guy could I easily do. come into the, to the top five. He could, but the similar fights that I look at, like the Harris and then um, Greg Hardy, mm-hmm. those aren't impressive matchups to me. You know, yeah, those or like are, those are Vol- pretty. Uh, those are good matchups yeah. for Tybura, I would say. Where Volkov has fought the current champion, he's fought uh, the interim champion Blades. Blades. He, you know what I mean? Yeah, he's he's there. Mm-hmm. If you, you like beat Volkov. him, good for you. Yeah. But I like Volkov. Yeah, I like Volkov kind of a lot in this fight actually i know um he's one of my favorite you uh, especially heavyweight fighters probably right behind greg or uh, right behind my guy black beast greg hardy i almost said greg hardy who I hate. <laughs> yeah what the fuck i don't know why but because so tybura and the black beast actually fought they have a common opponent in them and tybura won literally every second of that fight until he knocked him out until yeah. the black beast knocked him out and like tybura kind of has that style where if he's struggling on the feet he can take you to the mat and do it the problem is Volkov is big boy Volkov now. So big. Like, Volkov at one point was like a 220 fighter as far as weight-wise. Now he's like 250, like 245. And he he got a brand new back tat, samurai back tat, and he's a dude. Volkov? Yeah, he put on some big weight. He put on some big boy weight. And that gone fight wasn't far off. No, and Volkov was the... And I heard a lot of analysts on that fight. And Volkov's the only fighter that's landed clean on Cyril Gaon. Like, he he stunned him in a couple. But Volkov isn't, like, that one-punch knockout guy. He's a volume guy. And that's why Gaon ended up winning the fight because he just didn't have enough of it. But at the end of the day, like, Volkov, to me, is – he's really fucking good. And he's yeah. big. And I don't think Tybura's going to be able to if keep Tybura, up with him on the feet. If Tybura wins, he gets, he gets blades. Yeah, I think the winner of this either one could get blades. Yeah. So – and then Volkov, big boy Volkov, I think is going to compete with Blades, and that'll be a really good fight. Yeah. So, but still, uh, uh, these are all contenders. Yeah. These are guys are all one fight away from the title. Um, and then speaking of which, Jesus Christ, number five, Islam Makashev, 
Biggest favorite on the card at minus 625. I could throw up current yeah. odds. Fighting number six, Dan Hooker, podcast favorite between these two guys over here. Plus 450. Give me a breakdown here. I mean, well, I'll give you a mini one. A lot of, lot of shit talking back and forth about these two. This is also a fight that Dan Hooker is taking on two to three week fight notice. He fought yeah, a month ago against Nazarak Hackprast. Um, Look good. But a lot of a lot of shit talking back and forth. Islam saying Dan Hooker's not even a name he wants. Hooker's like, fuck you, I'll fight. Because Islam saying, oh, no one wants to fight me. No one wants to fight me. Everyone's ducking me. And Hooker's like, let's go, motherfucker. I'll sign the fucking thing right now after a month. Yeah, so, he tried to disrespect it with a no name yeah. and then ask for Ferguson or some shit. Yeah, he always asked for some Ferguson because Tony's on the decline. So, of course, yeah. he wants to fight that. But, I mean, um, Anyways, Dos Anjos. We're, we're getting it. Yeah, we're getting it. Dos Anjos was supposed to fight. Hooker steps in. I mean, I haven't seen much from the presser. I don't think there has been. I think it might have been today or tomorrow they're going to have a presser. So I can imagine tomorrow, tomorrow I, I can imagine there's going to be a lot of talking back and forth because Hooker's fucking great in pressers. Um, but what do you guys have on this fight itself? It's a 625 favorite in, in Shemaev. Is that warranted? No. Shemaev hasn't fought fucking anyone. Yeah. And I thought that Thiago Moses' fight was, like, not far. Thiago Moises... He looked good in that fight. He 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 held his own. He didn't yeah. win. A, he didn't win a single round. Dan Hooker's fight resume is fucking it's insane. Insane compared to this. There's killers, and he's fucking beat a bunch of them. Yeah. He. Minus, what are we doing Poirier, here? Yeah. He's, he's what are we doing? Guy. And he We're, took Poirier we, to the fucking the brink. Like that was the best to, fight. One of the top of five. The five. One of the top yeah. five fights ever. Maybe. What are we doing? Like he's really that a plus four fifty. Lay it. Make your money. He's he has it. If they stand up and and blow, he's gonna fucking knock his ass out. If it goes to the ground, he's my in boy, trouble. My boy's <laughs> fired up. If Cody gets, is fucking. He's fired he's up right now. If he can fucking get him to the ground, it's in big trouble. But if they st- stand and bang, Hooker it, Hooker's got a fucking chance. Take out the fucking the Chandler Chandler yeah. bullshit. Take that out. Don't stand and bang with Hooker. Yeah, and I'm glad you mentioned his chin. Because I think that narrative was being written off that he's taken tons of damage in the Paul Felder fight. He took tons of damage in the Poirier fight. And then he gets slept by Chandler in one punch. He took he took some clean shots against Nazarak Hatcrass, who's a big power puncher. You know, So I think that was why I was somewhat hesitant on Hooker in that last fight. But he went in that fight, took some clean shots, and he kept moving forward. So I like to see that too. And it was a very impressive performance. And he did wrestle a lot in that performance as well, too. Yeah. So I don't think it's he's gonna level, be. Though. I don't think he's gonna be a complete fish out of water on the ground. But obviously, yes, Makachev will have a very big advantage on the ground. B, what are you thinking? <laughs> I'm. That's I'm just, maybe the biggest Dan Hooker guy here. <laughs> I'm just as fired up yeah. about this fucking line. That's bullshit line. Than, it's a bullshit than line. anything else. Could the fight go the other way? Absolutely. But this line is so fucking disrespectful. To a fucking UFC veteran, to a guy who fucking stands and bangs and takes fights on no notice, talks his shit and makes the sport fun. Coming from one of the best camps right now, City Kickboxing with Adesanya, Volkanovski. I mean, it goes on and on. Brad Riddell. I don't know what it is. They love this guy. They're trying to make him. They want him to be the next Khabib. They want him they to do. be the next Khabib. Trains with and him. I get it. He's He's nice on the ground. He's dominant on the ground. But Thiago Moses held his own. He 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 threw some subs from yeah. the bottom. Like he looked okay. Thiago Moses is also a fucking black belt. No, he is. But it was also one of those fights where like Islam didn't come over there and just dominate his ass. He had no, he had to get know? him out in the fourth round. You know, which again, if that was a three round fight, yeah. it's a decision, and that's not very impressive. That's not impressive at all. You know, against a guy that you're supposed to be the champion and 
Tiago Moises is a fringe 15 guy, like very fringe 15 guy. And you couldn't get him out of there until the end. Like, and, and that's the one thing about Islam Makashev. He doesn't go in there and it's not like a sub first round kind of guy. He yeah. kind of like breaks your spirit and you kind of give in to the sub. He's, it's very Khabib. You know who, you know who spirit he's not breaking? Dan Hooker. Dan, Dan Hooker. Hooker. And I'm with that. And don't, and don't stand up late with Dan Hooker. Hey, there's no quitting that man. There's no. Because he's going to hit you as hard as he did in the first and the third. Who you better you? be real fucking careful. Who are you taking in the fight? Who are you two taking? I'm taking Hooker. <laughs> Fuck yeah. Run it. Let's go. Look, I'm I'm all Dan about Dan fucking Hooker. Let's go Brandon. I'll be honest with you guys. I I'm 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 with you because I think this is a harder matchup for Islam Makachev than people think. Just he hasn't fought anyone of this caliber ever. Yeah. And I think Dan Hooker, as I mentioned earlier, is a little more inept on the ground than people are giving him credit for too. Like he took Nazarak Hackpress to the ground. Like he was fine in that element. So, again, you know, how good is he on bottom? You know what I mean? There's a million things. How good is his getup game? Because it is going to be a Habib-like top pressure. You yeah. know what I mean? But can can Dan Hooker fight from the outside, keep him away, dodge left and right, and keep him away from him? I see a way that he can. I really yeah. do. And as, and if, as yeah. B mentioned, I mean, Islam Makashev's one loss is a knockout. So that chin's been tested before, and it's been put to sleep. If Makashev can't counterbox and he can't get him down, he's going to get fucking rolled He's going to get pieced. He's going to get pieced up. Yeah, and I know. <laughs> I'm sorry. We're fired <laughs> up over here. Fired up. Obviously, this is a very pro-hooker you know, conversation, podcast. We get that. Um, that was. Wait, what? Moving on. Um, this is a very pro-hooker podcast. But, I mean, you give Islam Always. his credit. You know what I mean? There's a reason why he is a minus 625 favorite is because of the pressure no there's not that there shouldn't be no reason that he's well, fucking minus 625 you know he was minus 500 against drew dober you know what i mean and i agree with you that like 625 is one of the i mean that's like a john jones type you know valentina shevchenko amanda shevchenko, nunez that yeah. should be reserved for the over 500s those are reserved for, for the champion the current goats. champion goat level um Champions. I don't I mean, even think Adesanya. I've ever seen Mighty Mouse have a minus six seventy. Adesanya has never had a line this wide. I mean, you can go on and on with it. And I and again, fighting a guy like Dan Hooker for your first really big challenge is no easy task. So, but I mean, yeah, the pick is gonna be let's, let's fuck it, Dan Hooker. Yeah, fuck yes. I mean, fuck it. Why not? All right, moving on. <laughs> you guys love him so much, but um, let's get into the interim title fight. This was my fight of the night. Jesus this is a fight Christ. that I truly believe could very well be a fight of the year caliber fight. I mean, I am very, very excited for this fight. Um, but my first question for you guys is, obviously, Piotr Jan, I mean, loses the belt because of an illegal knee. They try to rebook it. Aljamain is soft. He is what he is. He he backs out because of an injury, whatever. Piotr Jan gets Corey Sandhagen for this interim title fight. You know, there's a lot of guys, as I mentioned before, that could be fighting for this. You know, TJ Dillashaw, Rob Font. You know, there's a there's well, a slew of names. TJ's injured. TJ's exactly, and that's the reason why you're not getting Piotr and TJ. So you're getting Corey Sandhagen coming off a loss. Technically, both of them coming off a loss. Technically, right. Um, so my question for you guys: Obviously, we all believe Piotr Jan is the uncrowned champ at the moment. He deserves his title shot, of course. Does Sandhagen deserve this title shot? How do you guys like this matchmaking? Sure. I like it. I think you even said it. It has a chance to be fight of the night, fight of the year. Mm -hmm. Why not? I mean, he's paid his dues, you know, based on what the injury state of the division is. I have no problem with it. 
Dean, what are you thinking? I actually love that he got a title shot. He just went to fucking war with TJ. With the, with, yeah. a ba- with the Bantamweight GOAT, in my opinion. Yeah. Right behind Dominic Absolutely. Cruz. Absolutely. Him and Dominic I'm Cruz a right huge Dillshaw fan. Yeah. And Sanhagen Same. put it on him. I liked Sanhagen. I it picked was, Sanhagen to win that fight, too. It was close, too. Very debatable. Yeah. And Sanhagen damaged TJ in a level I've never seen. Mm-hmm. And... TJ still won, obviously, because he's he's goat level competition. They went to deep waters in that fight. Sanhagen could make this a great fight. Mm-hmm. He deserves to be in this, and the the champion can go and the real champion at a DQ can go and suck a dick. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, How we didn't get this six months ago, the the rematch because of the DQ six seven months ago is just fucking catastrophe. Sterling could just I mean, fuck off. We're at almost a year since that fight, yeah. and no, we should have had that rematch four months later. Yeah, it's just delaying delaying the inevitable of Jan running through him. Um, but I, I love this matchmaking. To be honest, there's a couple reasons. Obviously, TJ, you know, he's coming off a loss to TJ, but as we mentioned before, TJ is that level of elite. That fight will take care of itself eventually as well. Yeah, you know, we, yeah. we at some point, I'm fairly confident we're going to get a Jan and uh, TJ fight at some point in the near future, whether it's for a belt or not. We're going to get that fight. Um, and as we said before, Sanhagen took TJ into some deep waters to where he really had to dig deep and grind in the end of that fight. And yeah, I, you had Sanhagen. I think you were the lone lone on uh, Sanhagen in that fight. Yeah. But I mean, the first ever judges scorecard as far as like when they go off a point system that was literally split down the middle for a draw, like literally in a five round fight. The first thing I've ever seen, and I think that's ever happened. I mean. Unbelievable, and, and what I like about the matchmaking too is, as I said before, there is there's a slew of bantamweights that all deserve a title shot, and to me, it's one of those scenarios where there's injuries that are happening. Jan and Sandhagen is going to happen eventually. To be the best, you got to take out the best. You know, I know I just quoted Never Back Down, but it's the truth. But it's the hundred percent the truth because at the end of the day, Sandhagen is a guy. He's a guy that will fight for the title at some point in his career. Why not do it now? Why not do it now against the guy who probably should be the bantamweight champ? Because in reality, I would this this interim belt in quotes. You could have told me that this was going to be the real belt after Jan and Sterling, and I would have been yeah, absolutely makes a hundred percent sense yeah. to me. Mm-hmm. Why not? Fucking Sanhagen knocked out two straight guys before the Dillashaw fight. And, he deserves it. He's a dude. Yeah. And TJ will get the winner. Exactly. Exactly. Or so, well, Sterling technically, but you know, TJ will wait for that fuck as well. Sterling. I know. It's just holding out on Dillashaw, which sucks. But anyway. But um, the winner I, of this I love is the gonna run through Sterling. Okay. Well, that's the issue is uh, Sterling tapped Sandhagen. That's his only loss in his career. Yeah. So that is the interesting point point. But it's it's an incredible division. Yeah. So I'm excited that this is happening. What's your guys' pick and thoughts on this fight though? I like Jan. I think he's a f- the face of this division. I love Sandhagen too, but I mean Jan is the best fighter in this division. Okay. Short I, and simple. You feel confident. Yeah. No, I'm, I, I, I've been on Yawn for since we started this podcast. I fucking love this dude. Yeah. I think Corey Sanhagen does some things that can absolutely beat Peter Yawn. Okay. And I saw it in the TJ fight. And, you know, TJ and Yawn pretty similar in some in some boxing areas yeah and as far as length and length goes Sanhagen has the height he has the reach and he has the ability to not get into this dirty boxing yeah fist fight with Peter Yawn and land some late kicks 
get on the outside and win the fight. I, he has all the tools to do it. And and he does it. Wow. I love that. He fucking does it. Nice. Corey Sanhagen. And and that's the bantamweight division. Isn't then that crazy? Have... I like he was so impressive in the loss to TJ yeah. that I picked him to win the fucking title. He was so impressive that he's getting a title shot. Yeah. Like yeah. and no one is batting an eye about it. Nope. You know what I mean? It is weird and it's different, but I have no problem with it, no issue. Um for me. God, I'm a dog guy this You love your dogs. The whole card besides uh, but they're live. Wolf or they're uh, live. Volkov. They're live. Yeah. I'm with you. But to me, Piotr Jan is he's a he's a robot. Like the yeah. man, you watch him fight, yeah. he's very calculated he and he just processes every move you make. He processes like the Aljamain fight, like Aljamain like exposed, like this is how I'm striking. I'm just gonna like put it out there, try to take you down, and Jan is just like reading, downloading. And then when he goes down, and when he goes downhill, <laughs> and when he goes downhill, it's like, holy fuck, he's putting it on you. You know what I mean? Yeah. And that's how Piotr Jan fights. And to me, Sandhagen, I think, is his toughest matchup just because of the awkward striking, because of his length, as you said, because he throws so many kicks and he's just long and lengthy. And it's hard for you to know where the strikes are coming from with him, right? Aljamain sold the farm to Jan so early on that I thought that was like, you're fucked. You're so fucked now. Yeah. You know what I mean? And if it's technical versus technical, Jan will beat you 10 out of 10, I think, honestly. Where I think, And that's where I think Sanhagen has an advantage because he is so weird and lengthy and different for this division. I think this is Jan's toughest matchup. I really do. Like I said, I, I see a very true or a very possible route that Corey Sanhagen wins the first two or wins the first three rounds, I would say, and then Jan comes downhill fourth and five and, and blitzes his ass. Wow. I see that possibility. But what I see more than likely is it goes Corey Sandhagen the first two, Piotr on the last three. I think this fight goes to decision yeah, again. Like the decision then. I like the decision prop for Jan specifically. And honestly, the I I would honestly bet both decision sides both ways because it's gonna be pretty fat on both of them, honestly. That's gonna go to decision. Because they're both knockout potential on both these guys, but we saw Sandhagen go five rounds with TJ Dillashaw, who, who he himself is a finisher too in a lot of ways. So, and I think they both have great chins. So I like decision on both ends on this fight, but more than likely I like yawn more than likely. It's tough though, but I love the value on Sandhagen. I, I, I again, there's money coming in on Sandhagen. I want to tell yeah, say I, that first like too. It. Like, I think it started around the minus two uh, fifties for yeah. uh, yawn. I think it's down to like two tens now. So it's definitely come down on Sandhagen a lot. So and I, and I think it's respected. I think the line should correct itself that way. So if you're going to bet Sandhagen, bet it now because it's going to go. And if you want to bet Jan, wait until the fight because I think there's some value going there too. All right. That's the interim. That's the one I'm very excited about. Um, really looking forward to see how that bantamweight division matches up in the future. But going on to the light heavyweight showdown here for the belt, I would say very excited just as B mentioned before, definitely has fight of the night potential. But if you would have told me that Jan Blachowicz and Glover Teixeira were fighting for the title about a year and a half ago, I would have been like, why? Like, what the fuck happened in the universe for Dominic Reyes and, you know, Alexander Smith, Smith, Gustafson, you know, Jones, obviously. I mean, a million things had to happen for this fight to happen. And here we are. And here we are. We have Glover Teixeira and Jan Blockwitz. And I'm happy it did because, you know, we did have a stale division for a while with Jones just being the shit out of everybody. So I, I'm excited about this fight. Again, it's maybe not, you know, the most heavily depth fight um, or division, I would say. But 
you got to give these two guys credit. I mean, they're both coming on great win streaks. They both are very deserving of the title shot. I mean, Glover coming off Anthony Smith and then also Thiago Santos. I mean, Jan Blockwitz just be potentially the greatest middleweight of all time in Adesanya. I mean, respect to, um, you know, Spider Silva. But, I mean, what I see on the, you know, in the cage right now is Adesanya just mowing through people. So, and that he did not do that against Blockwitz. So, we have a great fight. I'm excited for it. What are you guys thinking about the fight here? Fuck. Uh, I I love this fight so much because both are explosive. Both could knock you out in a minute or they're both they great. could Or they could go wrestle on the ground. Jan, Jan brought out the wrestling singlet against Adesanya and got yeah. it done. And we know Teixeira can. Oh, yeah. Teixeira, I mean, Teixeira could tap your ass out mm-hmm. at 205. This is going to be a war. Um, and it's going to be a camp coach are you ready kind of fight is who who's gonna outclass the other in the late rounds because i don't think we're gonna see much in the first two the third round's gonna get busy Mm -hmm. and blockowicz is gonna try to probably keep pressure in the ring punch him keep him from uh keep him keep him in front of him and to share is gonna want to you know i think to share is gonna want to go to the ground more yeah um fuck this is i i don't know why i love this fight so much i just think to share is proven he can now just drop your ass submit your ass he's an overall fighter he's on a five uh fight win streak and he gets he gets deserving of a champion shot so i'm not going dog here though okay yeah with all that being said all, huh? all the love of the fight i think Jan's gonna be champion for light heavyweight for a while yeah Wow. I mean, but I, I like what you said about Glover because he's just kind of one of the more, I wouldn't say disrespected, but just forgotten about light heavyweights. I mean, we're talking about a guy that took everything Tiago Santos had in his hands and then submitted him right after it. Yeah. You know what I mean? I mean, I mean, he's an old man too. Like he's 42. You, damn, 42. I think, he's turning, I think he's turning 42 like week of the fight. So he's about 42 he, probably he, now. He's getting better late in his career, which is, you know, real and we also forget he's fought he fought John Jones for five rounds. He he has a previous yeah. title shot against John Jones. Knocked so. the fuck out of Anthony Smith. Yeah. I mean I mean he 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 again, like first two rounds, as we talked about before, like Anthony Smith probably won. And then that third round, I mean, we saw Glover just grinded him down. Grind it. Grinded that man down. And Anthony Smith is doing great on his own right now, too. See why what are you thinking here? There's levels to this shit. And Yawn is levels? Yawn is levels. Wow. Blank was walks right through him. I think you guys are trying to talk yourself into this being a good fight with Glover. You're trying to, you guys are going back and forth on listening, trying to talk yourself into him being a contender here, and he's not going to be. He's walking, John's walking. Right I fucking through. love that so much. I don't, <laughs> usually me and Cody get fucking heated with UFC, and your take right now just fired me up. I don't know why it fired me up, but I fucking love it. Like, that's, that's tight. Hey, that's fucking tight. What what level? Like, I mean, are you talking striking, just overall? He's saying Yon just... Striking, he's, everything. Hey, Athleticism. He's saying Yon just beat the shit out of Israel Adesanya. Fair. And you're going to throw a 42-year-old in there? Like, <laughs> like levels. Teixeira is fucking sick, dude. You guys are talking yourself into Teixeira being a good fighter right now, and he I get it. He's a good fighter. Come on. He's solid, but you're talking to him. You're talking yourself into this being a competitive fight. I mean, Cody, w- w- with the anarchy that we've seen in the light heavyweight division post John Jones era, would you be surprised if Glover Teixeira at 42 years old was the UFC champion? Yes, I'd be very surprised. Yon, I mean, 
again, we all were on, you know, Dom Reyes, Jan Blockowitz. We were all on Dom Reyes in that fight. And Jan Blockowitz is our UFC champion. It's incredible. If this fight goes longer than what? Two and a half rounds. I would love to bet that with you. I would love to bet that. Blankowitz is going to knock his ass out. No Can chance. You bet it. Bet it. No chance. In another first. another hundred. If it goes to the, I'm, I'm going to bet the over. I'll be honest with you right now. So we'll, two and a half rounds. Bet bet each other. What's the over right now? What is it? It's got to be two and a half. I'm trying to find it right now. I think it's you two should and bet a half. that. It's yeah. actually two and a half. Told you. I, I think it's under. over. Take I think it's under. over. Bet it. Hundred up. Hundred. That is great. Another bet on. Total Degenerates podcast. With I mean, each, with each other, <laughs> to share Fight, fighting each other, fighting each other, not the fuck. Yeah, to share and knock him out. How how fucking great would that be? <laughs> I would be, like, be I'd be down a hundred, but I might win. I don't know something else. Anyway, um, <laughs> I just love taking each other's money and not our bookmakers. Anyway, um, <laughs> yeah, we should fighting with them, not each other. Um, yeah, for me, I, I don't think it's a run right through, obviously, just based on the bet we just made. Um, I think Glover has a very realistic opportunity to to get the decision here. I don't think he can sub Jan. I mean, he could. I'm not saying he can't. But what we saw from Jan is he is a black belt, as we mentioned before. I mean, the guy is no slouch on the ground. No. You know what I mean? And, and he has fist of bricks. Yeah, and he's got kicks of fucking... For also bricks. Yeah, bricks. I mean, we saw Dom's ribs within the first round. I mean, that were rough. Yeah. You know, and I then mean. and then he goes with a perfect game plan against probably one of the best fighters in the UFC. Mm-hmm. Takes him down constantly, just dominates him. Yeah. Just and even game. even on standing up, it, it wasn't that far apart. Yeah. I think know? I think where Jan wins this fight, and where I think. Um, Glover will have a difficult time as I think Glover will Glover will try to get this fight to the ground. But I think as I kind of mentioned before about Volkanovsky is Jan Blockowicz is so physical for this division. He's a monster. I mean, he is. He's a monster. He could not cut to 204. Like he's that big, I think, honestly. I think he would be a great fighter in heavyweight. No, he. Yeah, because he's so physical. Yeah, yeah, that's what he is. He's a heavyweight fighter fighting light heavyweight. But he was yeah I that mean, can that can make the weight you know and that and that's yeah. what it comes down to and but he was a middleweight at one point yeah he was this. he was Wild. yeah Wild. but but there's a difference when you go from division to division there's a difference in you know building your body to that because yeah. Robert Whitaker did the same thing and there's a reason why he's better there is because he made himself a middleweight you know he grinded he got oh, yeah. bigger he got in the Jan gym one hundred percent made himself a fucking light heavyweight almost heavyweight he is fucking thick. he's huge. And that's where I think Glover will have a hard time getting this fight to the ground because on the feet, I do think the advantage goes to Jan. And when Glover tries to cut the distance and get him up against the cage, that's where I think Jan is just so physically strong. Same with, you know, the Volkanovsky conversation with Ortega is, you know, there's levels to physicality. I yeah. think, and I think that's where Jan is superior to all of the other light heavyweights right now. And I think he gets it done probably by decision here. Okay. All right. Well, let's get into your best bets of the night. What do you have? On a card, your best bets. Well, I was going to start off with the over in the main <laughs> event. And I'm not even kidding. Fair. I mean, I, I like the over in that fight. Like I said, I think it's going to be a grind him out fight. As B mentioned before, I think Glover's going to try and um, make it ugly. And I think Jan's going to kind of outclass him from the outside and take care of business. And it's going to be done by decision or potentially a late finish by Jan. So I like that over two and a half. Um, Dan Hooker by decision is a fight. If you 
here's the thing for UFC betting and just kind of betting in general. I like betting dogs, like long shot dogs with decisions and props that are going to have huge value. So you love hooker. I like hooker by decision. Okay. For a big, for a big value bet. If he can fight from the outside and just piece up and piece up Makachev from the outside, I think that's a realistic chance of that happening. Yeah, I, I really do. If if not, if and again, if you like doing dogs, and I think Hooker by KO is an al- another big alternative line or prop bet that you could definitely look into as well. Um, I like a lot of overs. I like Li Jing Liang um, over one and a half against Hamzat Shemaev as well. I, like I said, yeah, I think but you that could lose so much money so fast. You definitely could. True. You definitely could. My other one, I like. I like Janjaroba. Like I said before, I like the dog plus one forty five. That's an area that I really, really like. Um, as far as parlays go, I mentioned it before. I think um, Magomed Ankalaev is an uncrowned champion of the light heavyweight division. I would love to see him in Yang. So I would parlay him in a lot of fights if I'm going to be completely honest on that one. I know B thinks otherwise. Um, I would I would parlay him in Volkov. Um, and those are like probably my two favorites that I would bet pretty heavy on this fight, to be honest with you, to parlay. Anything you anything that stands out for you, CY? I mean, I I named all my bets. I mean, I think I I'm gonna go each individual fight. I don't know if I'll throw a parlay in there with some dogs or not, but I like betting individual fights, fight by fight, rather than lumping them up. What about over unders? You like some violence in this unders? <laughs> yeah, I kind of do like violence in this. Um, I could see a lot of these fights going. Do you under. think Tabera by decision though? I think that's a good prop. Yeah, that's probably a big line. Do you think Piotr Jan? Or Corey Sandhagen could knock out the other. And I don't see it. Yeah. I think that that fight goes to decision. Yeah. Mind. And that one's also two and a half. So I'll take the over. But on I that like too. the over in that one too. Yeah. V, anything that sticks out to you? I mean, I'll, I'll probably do a, a low number parlay on my dogs. Yeah. Um, and then as far as individual fight, it being such a big spread too. I might fucking lay the house on Dan Hooker. Wow. You went some good money there. And that's and that, again, you don't even have to prop that. Like I'm just saying, props yeah. for even more value. But plus four twenty five is great massive. value. That's great value because I mean, we want to talk yeah. skill set. Dan Hooker is an elite UFC fighter. There's no question mm-hmm. about that. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's Toller Generous podcast UFC. What is this UFC? What two sixty seven? Two sixty seven. Right. Yeah. UFC two sixty seven preview. Unbelievable card. You can be able to watch this in Chicago. You got to find, find a way. way. Yeah. Those are going to be so late out there. Those fights. Yeah, you're gonna, that main event's going to be like 11, 8, 11 p.m. After the Notre Dame game. What a night. And then Notre, great, Notre game the next day. What a great night. We got to talk about it. So You're going to have a weekend. Yeah, absolute weekend. So uh, we'll be back to review and recap on a uh, second episode next week. Tune in to College Football and NFL episode also dropping this week. Thanks for tuning in. Thanks for listening. I promise you we're going to get some more merch. We're going to get some... Um, engagement on social media with you guys to get you guys more involved but we appreciate you and thanks for all the feedback we're out